Hi, guys. It's me, your ever-present co-host, Tyler Olson. How's, how's it going? How's it going, Kale? I'm here with Kale. Kale, how you doing? Ever-present? Ever I think, surely you've taken a day or two off. I have not taken a day off in a while, dude. Um, I haven't taken a day off since, like, November or something. From the, from the pals? I guess that's true, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow, ever-present. Wow. I've been, I've been and chugging that's also, along, bro. Yeah, that's also that's also another um, another uh, 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 pejorative that we haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> ever present? You know, Marco hasn't been calling himself ever present lately. No, yeah. I think Pete used to call himself that on uh, Slack and Slash. No, he called Andy that. Really? Okay, my, that's, uh, that's a deep comic spouse lore cut there. Yeah, <laughs> that's pre comic spouse. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, hi guys. If you're in the chat, either on Twitch or on YouTube, say hello. Say hello on this fine Thursday. I expect um <laughs> our live show uh to just be uh pretty dead today, mostly because of the reason yeah. why Sean's not here. Everyone's yeah. seeing Quantum Mania right now. Everyone wants to go on a Thursday night because y'all are just freaking nerds. But you know what? Ooh. We're here. I, We're here. I want to go at Friday morning at 10 a.m. You want to get the old person spot. That's right. <laughs> you know what? Doesn't surprise me, Kale. That that tracks. Uh, Matthew uh, on the Twitch chat. Hello, hello, uh, hello, Matt. I'm not gonna call you Matthew. Um, is Marco not on the show anymore? Marco is being crushed by the weight of capitalism and uh, what what comes with uh, having a salaried job. Um, and then so. titties. Uh, honestly, normally Marco, yes, like I could say that that would be something that would happen, but unfortunately, that's not what's causing his absence lately. So. Um, as of now, he will be here Saturday, so we'll see. We'll see how that we'll goes. See. Uh, Sean uh, doesn't know how to buy movie tickets that aren't uh, when the show is happening. It's not like yeah. he's up late at night anyway. <laughs> he's not here. He can't defend himself. Uh, like me, I bought tickets to a 920 movie. I got time to do the show. You know, I'm prepared. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Sean, is, uh, he's being shrunk down right now. I have to go fucking, I have to go, God. I haven't done this since Spider-Man No Way Home. I have to go to a 7 o'clock show on a Friday night. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, I Damn. mean, that's like a good spot. No. Not for you. I think for everyone else, a good 7 o'clock showing of a movie. Yeah, it's after great. work. I don't work normal people hours, though. Sure. Like, Is that your prime creative uh, creative juices time? Is that, is that the problem? No. no. That's 7 p.m. That's... I'm going through my sundowners at that point. <laughs> you would have started popping your melatonin, huh? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, uh, we we read some books this week, um, and I don't have them physically to show you. So, I'm not Sean. I'm not Bean. I'm not I'm none of those two. Um, but we did read four books this week. I read more than four books. I actually read a Count decent them. amount this week. Ooh, I read five. I read about fifteen. Um, that's yeah. too many. Yeah, that's too I, I, many. I, after uh, after yesterday, I was I got caught up on deceased, which has been real good. I got caught up on uh, what else did I caught up on? Spider Man. I got caught up on a lot of stuff. So I'm going through my list. I'm going through my list. Deb Wells Spider Man. Uh, well, this one was actually um, Joe Kelly and Terry Dotson, the newest issue that came out yesterday. Oh, and, ooh wee. Yeah, Terry yeah, Dodson, yeah, Black yeah, Cat, yeah, yeah, yeah probably yeah, yeah. like one of my top like artist character pairings out there. So yeah, 
Uh, but yeah. this week we did not read Amazing Spider-Man. I did, but you know everyone else wasn't wasn't tasked with that. But we were tasked with reading Nightcrawlers, which is not an adaptation of uh, Frank Reynolds and uh, Charlie from It's Always Sunny playing the game they play um, in their apartment together. Um, that's a reference. Uh, Wasp number two. This is by uh, Al Ewing and Cassia uh, 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 Niez- Niemzik. Jeez, that's or Cassie Ney. She's changed her name a couple times, but um, then we have Swamp Thing Green Hell by Jeff Lemire and Doug Monkey with uh with uh, I believe colors by yeah David Barron. Um. That's been a year coming, and of course, Marco's not here to talk about a Swamp Thing book yet again, so we'll vamp for that one. <laughs> Actually, I have, I have uh, the ability to talk about this one. So. I have um, thoughts, if that's any different. That's kind of what, you know, Kale, that's kind of what we do on the show. Here's the thing. I've been bringing that f- all these years, and nobody wants them, so I'm like mis- me- mixed messaging. Yeah, yeah. Marco mis- uh, misunderstood. He thought we had to bring thoughts. So that's what Marco has been. He's been bringing the thoughty right. energy to, to the right. show, but not that. And we read uh, uh, the, the listener pick, DC Universe's Lazarus Dark Planet colon Dark Fate uh, with a whole Beep. host of people on this one. Um, we'll, we'll break down each little creative team. It's more like a little anthology story as we get into that book. But before we get to the books, let's talk about where you can find us. You can find us at all the places where I'm pointing. Oh, other, man, I'd be a horrible weatherman up in that corner over there. Uh, you can find us at uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch at The Comics Pals. And you can support us at patreon.com slash The Comics Pals, um, where we do weekly newsletters and stuff. I am late on mine because of uh, I, I went to a steakhouse yesterday. Do you, normally, I do my, oh. my, uh, my, my newsletters like on a Wednesday. I was too full to do anything. On the on the day they're due, like uh, I do. Oh yeah, I'm a creative. Of course, that's when <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Pre prep uh, beforehand, no way. Yeah, right. Um, so I will be making some kind of cocktail tomorrow, uh, and and that's the thing too. Like my newsletters, guys, they're cocktail recipes. So that requires me being able to get drunk. So I need to make sure <laughs> I don't have anything happening afterwards. Um, a little more time investment there. I have two questions. Yes, I have two answers. What? Steakhouse did you go to? I went to a Ruth's Chris. Oh, that's right. That's right. You said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot, I forgot Had a nice uh, blue cheese crust on my steak. Oh, come on. Sorry for all you, you vegetarians and vegans out there. Uh, not trying to um, do anything there, but that's just, that's just not me. That's just not You're me. not trying to trigger the lips. Although their, uh, their Caesar salad was good stuff. Oh, Although that's yeah. like anchovy based, so I don't even think you could have that as a vegetarian or vegan. It has eggs in it too, probably. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, we have Patreon. Uh, we also... Us, uh, uh, sorry, I had two questions. Thank you very much. Uh, drop us drop us a, a, a sweet little hint. Okay. A, de- a delicious morsel of what you're thinking for your uh, cocktail. Well, I'm thinking well. there's a movie that came out today, so something might tie into that. And I'm thinking, hmm, ants. What do, what do ants like? Ants. Ants. Best promotion for any Marvel movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have I have ideas. Let's just say that I have honey as an ingredient. Ants don't do anything with honey. 
oh, I'm not just thinking about Ant-Man. Think, think who else is in this movie, Kale, that we know of that might uh, work with people that look like beekeepers? The Wasp? No. The, 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 uh, um, AIM. AIM, they have beekeeper costumes, right? Who oh. works with AIM? My boy, Modoc. So I think I'm going to do a Modoc based cocktail. That's, that's the plan. That's the plan. All right. Uh, I guess that's not a hint anymore. I just told you what it's, what it's about to be. But you don't know well, what's in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, that's the juice. That's the, quite literally the juice. So to speak. Uh, but yeah, and then a patrons actually got to get a little preview um, weeks ago, honestly, of mm. a little show that we just premiered today, Comics Versus on, on YouTube. Um, it's a little uh, short form debate show as my cats knock down mm. my short boxes. Um, mm. But it's a short form debate show. That uh, the patrons got to see like a month early, give us feedback on, and then we re-recorded everything in a new way and kind of used that feedback to for yeah, the live show. Absolutely, they even got to absolutely see the, nailed it. Yeah, yeah, they uh, their feedback really helped. Honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like if if you were to see the original product, which uh, unless you're a patron, you ain't gonna see. Um, <laughs> wildly different pro- uh, uh, second draft, so. Um, yeah, yeah, and they got a little sneak peek, peek sneak peek, sneak peek of it uh, yesterday. So, um, but yeah, join the Patreon. There's some benefits there. But Kelly, you want to talk about night crawlers? Nope. No, me neither. Hold on, I'm gonna stop my cat from doing something real quick. One sec. Uh, all right. I guess we're talking about night crawlers. Sorry, um, they just keep knocking down my short boxes and just chewing on them. So that's. Why you shouldn't get cat? I should just fill the long boxes up. They they won't be able to knock it down then. Uh, yeah. But Nightcrawlers. This is by um, Cy Spurrier, one of your favorites. Uh, okay. um, art by Paco Medina. Colors by da- J. David Ramos. And uh, and a and a cover by is this Lanil Francis Yu? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Interesting cover. Um, good oh boy. Color. Oh boy. Um. We have not been too hot on Sins of Sinister. And I got to say, with this issue, it's worse. <laughs> it's, it's, it's worse. It, I, I have tried to, you know, go up to bat for Cy Spurrier's X-Men stuff. Like, I enjoyed his way of X. Um, his uh legion of x which is the sequel to way of x mm-hmm. is literally on my my to read pile so i haven't caught up to that um and i feel like i should have before reading this because <laughs> i was kind of lost um, um uh, they're wildly disconnected no i think this mother superior character is kind of an integral part of the legion of x book um who uh spoiler is my spoiler alert uh, thing here spoiler there we go spoilers um, is Mr. Sinister. So we have Lady Sinister back. It's me, Mother Superior. I'm, I'm Mrs. Sinister. Oh, is, that, is that the voice? Is that your reading voice for her? Yeah. Okay. You know what? I like it. I like it. That's my, that's, <laughs> that's my cockney. Oh, that's your, <laughs> <laughs> do you bust it out at like, when you go to like, uh, uh, what do you, what do you guys This is how I talk. You go to, uh, what's the, something circus? I know no place in London. I know the tower. I know. Oxford circus? No, that can't be right. Uh, Piccadilly circus. That's the word I'm looking for. 
and I know where Sherlock lives, so my, you know, so that's it. But yeah, man, um, Nightcrawlers, uh, it, this was wordy. Um, I have talked about Seisberger's, uh, uh, writing, and, uh, and we talked about, like, his Hellblazer run that happened, what, we're looking at three, four years ago at this point? Um, being wordy for a Constantine book, Constantine, whatever, um, that kind of works. That's part of the character. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time he's talking to distract, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to him later on in the show. Um, well, and, and one of the fun things about Constantine is the, uh, the authenticity that, uh, a British writer really trying to hit that Northern, um, yeah. accent. Yeah. And, and for the most part, Seisberger really made it work. Yeah. I loved that book. I think that was my book of the year when that came out. Um, that type of writing does not lend itself well to the X-Men. Um, it, it's, I was, I physically had to wake myself up a couple of times during this. Like, like I'm like, all right, I'm reading yeah. it. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me continue reading this. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, I was not feeling this. This seemed so inconsequential. To what's yeah. going on, which is how I feel the whole event is really. This, uh, yeah, this felt like a spinoff of this spinoff title. Yeah, it, it, and and it's wild too because uh, one of the few things I have liked in this whole sense of sinister thing um, is the kind of chimeras that we've been seeing. You know the the fusions of different mutants and what it looks like. I mean, half this book is showing uh, the Nightcrawler equivalents of other mutants. There was like a Nightcrawler Sabretooth. There's a... Yeah. There's... A, what do they call her in the solicits? Uh, Wagnerine, which is a Wolverine Nightcrawler. Uh, there was like a Spider-Man Nightcrawler, a Domino Nightcrawler, which, granted, pretty fun power set there with the Domino Nightcrawler. Yeah. Um, but outside of like the, those cool fight scenes where it kind of showcases the chimeras, you know, like skills and power sets. Yeah. It is a droll. Like a Spider-Man Nightcrawler mashup is like so perfect. Sure. Yeah. And he I feel like once. It, yeah. I feel <laughs> like it was utterly wasted. Yeah. He, he, he talks about maybe using a spider sense. Like, <laughs> You had a, a perfect character matchup there. A perfect character. And you know what you focused on? You gave him a religious anxiety and trauma. Oh, that's the last thing Spider-Man needs. Although his name was Wallcrawler. Pretty good. It's pretty good. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just the, the story here is... Uh, Kale, could you tell me what happens in this? So the red <laughs> sinister lady who is the heart one... Uh, mommy sinister. Um, sure. Did we learn about that before this? No, but I think one of us predicted it. Yeah. So I, 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 I didn't read the last one, but when that was revealed, it was the most lackluster thing I'd ever. It was the worst reveal I think I've ever read. Because the she takes her mask off, she and she goes, "Look at me, I'm Lady Sinister," and I went, well, "I don't care." The, the the viewers just watched my reaction as my cat jumped onto my uh, leg and I'm wearing shorts and just tore into me. So 
Ooh, Clip that if you wow. want, guys, because that hurted. Um, oh, yeah, that's quite a face. <laughs> right. So we get the reveal that this lady is the last sinister clone and the last of the four. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she kills Dr. Stasis, which is the club one. The one that was in Jerry Duggan's X-Men. Yeah. Okay. And um, that gives the spade one, uh, which is, as far as we know, the original, the old one. I the well, we don't know that because Mister uh, Doctor Stasis has been saying he's the original too. Yeah, I I think we're led to believe he's the original. I, whether that's true or not, sure. you know, is a reveal. Yeah. For he's the one that was in the X Men Red book. So like each each mainline X Men book has a sinister. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he he thanks her for killing Doctor Stasis, and then he pisses off somewhere. And then the lady uses her her night crawlers to try to get into her night crawlers. Real, her real sinister. The I have real no idea. You're telling me planet. these things, and this sounds like something I read, but I didn't care. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool to watch the poor religious trauma Peter Parker blow up on the side of a hell planet, but. The other the other thing I had with this is like uh, the art is good. The Paco Medina art, Paco Medina is super solid Great. artist. Yeah, um, but because there's so many goddamn word balloons in this, mm-hmm. which is text upon text upon text, you lose and his art. Like different of sizes of text too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I just ah oh, man, it was. I don't want like I, I like Cy Spurrier. He's just it's just not working for me. This. This is just it, it's um it's like if Cy Spurrier's mutant ability was that he was like a like a a humanoid version of a of a Hickman uh uh info dump page. Um oh and when I got to the info dumps skipped this them. one I had to like I skipped them. I started them and then I realized I lost interest so I tried to restart them and then I thought about something else and I actually put <laughs> I completely unconsciously picked up my phone and started flipping through it and wait and went oh wait i'm actually doing something oh wait i was reading a comic yeah <laughs> yeah this is not an adhd approved book <laughs> i just it's wild how in theory something so fun can be yeah. so boring this whole event is i don't want to say boring but i can't think of another word cuz cool stuff I... is happening in the event yeah. Like there are sprinkles of, oh, this is neat. Oh, that was pretty cool. But as a whole, like if I'm looking at it top down, it's just like, why? I don't care. Um, I, want... I don't feel like I've been made to care. Me neither. Yeah. And also when you take away your, like the four mainline titles of your, your premier X-Men run going on, it kinda, it's kind of annoying. You know, like I want to read, you know what I'm looking forward to reading? I'm looking forward to reading X-Force, Wolverine, X-Men. The books mm. that haven't been touched by this. Um, so. Yeah, weird. I don't know. This is a, it's it's the same thing we've been saying all along. Just like. I what the heck? And the worst part is um, like Nightcrawler is like top five mutants for me, too. So like. You think mm. I'd like. 
it was yeah it was a cool idea it was a cool idea but it's just i don't know i think you know it's a cool alternate universe thing that will you know likely get used somewhere else but that's about it um kale there's a question in the in the youtube chat for you um who yeah, decides yeah, yeah. font size I probably the letterer. Okay. Uh, because I think it has, at least, you know, in my experience, it's had to do with more of the size of the balloons. Sure. And the amount of space you have um, versus like the size of the page. Um, so on Common Writer, my, uh, you know, my balloons are pre drawn in. So I can make my font pretty big. Yeah. Uh, on yours, your balloons would have been pre-made based on what the actual original manga was. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you can turn the Japanese lettering off and then, uh, you know, put in the the new stuff. Sure. Uh, and after after the original, you know, what your your baseline is, you go, you know, up and down depending on the size of the balloon. But in uh, a a, a Western book, you kind of have to make the balloon the size of your uh, 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 dialogue. Yeah. I so, feel like you know, the more you have, the bigger the balloon. But roughly, it's got to be about the same. So I would say I would say the letter overall. And I believe the at least I know like Hassan um, his. He does his own balloons and everything too, so I guess he would control the size yeah. of the font yeah. then if he's making his balloons. So, um, good question. I never really thought about that. Um, all right, let's get to our other book. Uh, actually, would you uh, pull, uh, pull or pass on this one? Oh, hard pass. Hard. I'm pass. out. The sins of sinister. I might, can... I might be passing on sinister entirely. Yeah, sins of sinister can sinister suck it. Hmm, alliteration. I like it. Let's talk about wasp number two. Um, I, let's start with the good. I really like the cover. I think the whole, I think the, the, the cover design that they, you know, they took with Ant-Man, um, that's kind of transitioned over to this run is really nice. It showcases like these classic costumes contrasted with like bright colors behind it that look great next to each other too. Um, so kudos there. Um, and I think the art in this is really good. Um, yeah. I really like the the uh, uh, Cassiani art. Um, it's and it's also like it's colored by uh, Kike, Kike Diaz, I believe. Yeah, um, super flat colors. Um, it just feels comic booky and bright and incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but I thought this issue, like, I really like the first issue. This issue just was like, uh, all right, I don't really think we got forward that far. Mm. Um, it just felt a little plot plotting a bit, um, almost like this is a, I believe it's a three issue mini series if I'm right. Um, or is it four issues? Oh, it's a four issue mini. Interesting. Um, but I felt like there could have been like, they didn't need this issue. Like in terms of what we know different, we don't know anything new. <laughs> um, we know who, we knew who the bad guy was at the end of the first issue. Yeah, um, and it's just the hero is discovering who the bad guy is at the end of this one. Um, 
I don't think the, I don't think it was a bad issue. I was just like, I, I, part of me was just like, all right, let, let, let's keep it going a bit. Four issues. Uh, I want to see what the hook. How are you going to make this four issues? I guess. Um, but I guess we find uh, they get sent to the 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 quantum realm. I bet right. The wasps. Well, yeah, say that ten times fast. The wasps, the wasps, the wasps. Um, well, yeah, no, I guess. I guess. Uh, why? I don't know because that that last the last uh, panel, uh, last page where they get you know they look like those um that uh that uh, anti weed ad where the woman's like all flat and stuff on the couch. Um, it looks like they get zapped out oh, of their suits. Oh, oh so I'm like, oh, all yeah, right, yeah, so yeah. they got transferred somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, so, like, I, I would have made, I guess, that's tricky because, like, all right, you can leave it on that cliffhanger. It's like, oh, no, our heroes are dead, you know. Or you can leave us on the cliffhanger, like, oh, they got sent somewhere. Where are they? And now they're lost. So, it's fine. I thought this issue was fine. Um, I had no real, um, no real axe to grind with this issue. I thought it was a perfectly good book. Yeah, I like, I like the interaction with uh jan and nadia yeah um i really like them as like a a a duo um i like the um the the stepmother daughter relationship they have going on i think it's really refreshing for um female characters in comics (laughs) for for female characters and and i mean even for you know superheroes in general um it's a weird soap opera thing that never gets explored and it also um, can run the risk of being overly complicated uh, yeah because it's hank pym's ex uh mistress i believe or second wife or something and it's their daughter but you know janet's kind of in, in hank's absence kind of adopted her in a way like it is a very yeah. so bobbery comic booky relationship but it's so like no frills in actuality it's like this is who we are to each other. There's no denying it, really. Yeah, and it um, it's good that they don't have to fight about yeah. it. You know, <laughs> like uh, yeah, it's good. I don't know. It's good. The one thing I didn't care much for in this was the uh, the recap pages. It's like, oh, Al Ewing is recapping, um like civil war two era stuff like all yeah. new all different avengers and with like the maker and like i know that was stuff he wrote uh, back then that's when i was like i believe like squirrel girl and sunspot were on the team um but like there was like the maker was involved and he's he's taken stuff that he's written in the past and kind of folding it into this story um mm-hmm. which is fine and those recap pages look really nice but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And I'm like, oh, you're giving your you're, you're info dumping a little too hard on me right now. It's like me on a first date with a trauma dump. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you got a lot. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. Overall, I'm still sort of of the opinion. The losses just aren't someone I would go out of my... They're not characters I would go out of I my, love... My I'm a read. big Janet fan. I, I, I was uh, real big into Uncanny Avengers, which we did that book club on. Yeah. So. I I like her. I like the idea of her. I like her for other people. She's not for me. 
Um, separate from this book, but isn't it weird how we don't have a Hope Van Dyne in the comics? Even though, like, she's the wasp in the movies? Isn't, isn't that... I always thought that was sort of who Nadia was supposed to be. That's what I assumed, too. But, like, they never named her that, you know? Yeah. Um, I just thought that was a weird kind of anti-synergistic take on the character, it's, uh, which is kind of uh, emblematic of Marvel's weird... Um, oh. Oh, you're... Oh, uh, Matt, let us know which brother you're, you're, you're watching with. I'm curious. Oksv says Nadia is hope in Russian. Oh, is it? Did they retcon that? Okay, SCV. No way. Is that really? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to fact check you, but I'm gonna because I'm curious. Uh, I don't care to go that far. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up on that pretty quickly. Hey, uh, tell, tell, uh, tell Brendan I said what's up. Well, I guess he can hear me. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I'm going to stick with this. I think this is a poll. I think if you liked issue one of this, this is fine. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind it to be honest. Oh, one thing I want to say too, is I like Al Ewing's voice for Nadia. It's very distinct Yeah. from, you can yeah, tell it's like agreed. English was not her first language. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not, it's not like she can't speak English. It's just like, she's not very good with contractions, which could be like a psycho language thing. It could be the fact that she was in the red room the entire time. Like yeah. there is um, oh, uh, a certain uh, uh, tone to her talk that is integral to the character's creation. But I think Al Ewing does it to a point that it feels natural and it doesn't feel like he's writing a Rocky and Bullwinkle villain, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that's some pretty good writing in, 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 in dialogue is not something that really jumps out to me often with Al Ewing. Um, mm. It's, it's never, it never jumps out to me in a bad way, but it never jumps out to me in like a good way either. It's like, Oh, I don't think about it because his plot's so freaking crazy and he's doing some crazy shit there that um, it actually coming out in this issue as like a plus. I was like, oh, all right. You know what? I, I like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Atomic Hound says Paul Levitz does a good job with the Wasp in War Across Time. Actually, he does a great job with all the Avengers. I give it, it a strong recommend. Uh, is War Across uh, Atomic Hound? Le- you know, fact check me on this, but is War Across Time the current kind of Avengers book they have going out on the side right now? That, that sounds familiar. Like one of those like out of continuity stories or like in continuity, but like from another time sort of thing. Um, I, I think I saw that on uh, Solicits or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I would say pull this. What do you think? I don't think I would pull it. But I can, I, I think it's worth pulling. Interesting distinction. <laughs> it's just not for me. That's fair. So you're, you're saying it's, it's not a, it's not a bad book and people will enjoy this book, but you, it's just. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Okay. I, I see the qualities. It's just not, it's just not for me. Not a wasp guy. Got it. Um, uh, yeah. It's a retro mini. Atomic account says. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I've heard good things about that. Um, Maybe I'll pick it up when it's done. Who knows? Um, let's talk about our favorite boy in green, Alec Holland, in Swamp Thing Green Hell number two. This is by uh, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Doug Monkey, with colors by David Larson Barron. David Barron. I can't see for shit. Kale, um, did you read the first issue of this? I sure did. And I read long before this it? one. Uh, oh, I don't know. It was about 10 minutes for me. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, you read these back to back. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. All right. So you you read about a hundred pages of Swamp Thing today. It sure uh, felt like it. <laughs> uh, geez, What's when did it? this come out? Uh, December twenty eighth, twenty twenty one was when it first came out. The f- the first issue. Yeah, this has been heavily delayed. What? So we are over a year out. The year in two months, essentially, um, from this one. Yeah. Um, Why? Strangely. And this was a surprise to me. I remembered what happened in the first one. <laughs> so somehow it stuck with me because I read it. I read this and I'm like, oh, yeah, the girl's out with that dude. Um, uh, I <laughs> did you or did you just like guess that? <laughs> no, I remembered it. I remembered. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, her dad is on the island with the evil dude. Uh, I didn't remember it full. Like it, it's it's just yeah. vague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forms of plot, you know. The girls on the island with that dude. Yeah, and then, and then Constantine makes Swamp Thing show up. Yeah, um, I specifically remember the first issue. It's like there's not a lot of Swamp Thing in a Swamp Thing book. Um, yeah. So this one they actually do it. Um, so hmm, that's a big delay, and I don't know what the reason for that delay was. Um, that that is insane. It it smells to me. It's not a monkey issue because monkey was. He can chug issues out. I remember him on Green Lantern. He was no, no problem at all. Yeah. And yeah. like the dude is drawing constantly. If you follow him on Instagram, he does like little animations and stuff that are really fun. Um, so maybe it's a Lemire thing. Um, I don't know, but. Because this was, um, this would have been part of the, um, or at least fallout probably from the DDO stuff. Uh, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, um, if, if you remember when Sean was doing the 5G files. Um, mm-hmm. He mentioned like this story uh, was one of them. It's mostly the 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 Rom V stuff that really got to spread spread out of uh, five five yeah. G. But I think Jeff Lemire working in the the mystic side of the DC universe was a thing that was on the table. Um, and I guess this is really the only vestige of it, even if it's out of continuity. Um. Yeah. So let me start from here. Um, I enjoyed Jeff Lemire's run in the new 52 when he did like animal man and stuff and his crossover with scott snyder swamp thing like that's some like introductory stuff for me when it comes to like swamp thing and animal man and stuff that really kind of got me into alan more stuff into you know morrison's animal man so that kind of the way he writes that kind of has a soft spot for me um and i'm a big doug monkey fan too like that that's he was doing green lantern when i was reading it every time you know Um, yeah, so I, I, uh, I was, once I saw this as resolicited, finally, I was like, oh yeah, 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 I'm, 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 I'm interested. I'm interested. Um, I, yeah, I remember we talked about this on the show and we were all really excited about we, it. Yeah, we did. Um, it. Yep. I remember doing the thumbnail. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't like Doug monkey art. Really? I remember being hesitant about it for that reason. And apparently one year later, I'm still correct. Really? What's 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 the what's He's your got issue? a face. He does have a face. Yeah. And I I can see it in everything. Even in even in Swamp Thing, even in the various Swamp Things, I just I don't like it. Is that a bad thing though? Because like I would say the same for like Olivier Coipel. I'd say the same for Terry Dodson, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not arguing against having a face. Sure. Because that's mm-hmm. part of having a style. It's also, most I, people have faces. 
I don't like his. You don't like Doug Monkey's face. <laughs> I want. <laughs> I wouldn't say that that dude's pretty ripped. But, uh, don't say that to his face. Oh, I'll say it. I'll say it to his face. His ugly face. No. <laughs> um. Um. I just. Yeah. There's. There's a Doug Monkey face that I just. I don't like it, and it. It. Uh. It bugs me, and. Uh, when this started out, it wasn't so bad, but as it's progressed, well, for me in the span of, you know, 20 minutes, uh, it got more and more obvious, and I just, I, yeah, I'm not a fan. It's, nobody gets to relax in Doug Monkey art. Yeah. Everyone is in some form of teeth grinding or open uh-huh. mouth pain. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. And like, in the- for me, it's like a charming form of art, you know, like, it's just like, it's, it's a style. I get that's what Doug Monkey yeah. is and I'm cool with it. I, I, I enjoy that for what it is, yeah. um, but it's never pretty. You know what I mean? Which I mean, works well enough because it, you know, he's never really drawing pretty things. Sure. He's doing like Batman or, you know, Kilowog. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. I just. Not I gotta funny. say, when he draws a kid, a little, a little scary. Mm. Some scary children. Kilowog um, faced kid. I I so with the in terms of the art the the, um David Barron colors um it's it's again where where another Swamp Thing book you know Mike Spicer on uh Ron V Swamp Thing, um, colored it very colorfully you know for a Swamp Thing book. Um, there's yeah. a lot of uh, bright and warm colors in this, mm-hmm. um, which I un- I'm understanding the reason why you do it with the Swamp Thing book, because it helps Swamp Thing himself contrast to everything else, yeah. um, which I think really lends itself to this. There's a lot of almost like neonish colors. Is that am I am I right in that? Even the green is a little um, non-traditional Swamp Thing green. It's very, very bright. Yeah, yeah. I'm recalling that. It's very um almost cactus colored. Age will show, but yeah. Nope. Nope, it doesn't. There's Claire. Almost cactus colored green. You mean like a cactuar from Final Fantasy? Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's more consistent. I've seen Um What happened in this book? <laughs> Let's talk about it. So we're doing another Nightcrawlers bit. Um, this, so yeah, I guess we could talk about the actual Jeff Lemire story. It, it's very much, Lemire would really li- uh, leaned in heavy to the parliaments um, in, his, in his run yeah. in Animal Man. With the red, um, and this one deals with the green, the red, and the rot. Kind of saying, hey, humanity's kind of fucked up the... And, and the machines? No, no machines. There's only three in, in this world, which is how it originally so. was. Um, the ma- the, there is an extra voice in there. It's, it's the, the rock, gray, though, because the, 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 the lettering is it was only three different kinds of word balloons. No, there were four. There were four, really. Yeah. There's the black and white, the white and red, the green and black, and then the gray and green. I thought the gray would have been. Oh, the, the gray is the, the person talking, I believe. The gray. I don't think so. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the way I read it was the black was the rot, the black and white. Then the white with the red text was the red. Red. And the gray box with the greenish text was the green. 
and then the green box of Swamp Thing's narration. I but think even that's wrong. a little inconsistent here. Yeah, I think he did it wrong. Um, hmm. That's why he. That's why Marco needs to show up for these goddamn Swamp Thing reviews. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Either way, it, it's it's very Parliament heavy. And they said, yeah. pretty much, hey, fuck humanity for screwing everything up. We're going to take them out. Straightforward. Yeah. Straightforward. Very, very like, all right, end of the world kind of story. This is really, po- this is like a pre-apocalypse Swamp Thing story. Um, it's in this weird world where nothing is really working. And the, the last vestiges of humanity kind of need to like make a stand. And Swamp Thing chooses the side of humanity. Yeah. Um, I don't I- Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't care for shoehorning in Constantine. Like, I feel like he's always shoehorned into these things. Well, okay. Let me take that one step further. Sure. I feel like this story is every Swamp Thing story. I mean, this is why you want Marco on the show, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I genuinely wanted to say that to his face. <laughs> like, I just like. I feel like I, it's every Swamp Thing story that deals with the parliament, which is a lot of them. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I don't know. I almost don't want to read more Swamp Thing for this for this exact <laughs> reason. Uh, but I, I just like even with the small amount of Swamp Thing I've read, I just I was reading this going. I know what this is. I know how this goes. I'm not engaged whatsoever. <laughs> Even the added wrinkle of like Swamp Thing has, you know, a he almost like an afterlife in a way. He has this weird alternate kind of pocket reality where he gets to live he's, with yeah, Abby he's heaven and, or whatever. And Taf 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 Tefe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there are some mistakes for him that are very human stakes. I feel that traditionally we don't get. You know, it's usually it's somebody else's human stakes that he's trying to assist with. Like this time, he has human stakes. Um, so it leans in the humanity a little bit. Um, so I think there, that was like, okay, that's interesting. I like Abby a lot. So like her just being written off essentially kind of annoyed me. Um, but, um, he did do one thing at the end of this book that was very interesting to me. Uh, and that's, that's brought back, uh, uh, Maxine, uh, uh, buddy, buddy, what's, what's animal man's name? Buddy, what? Baker. Buddy Buddy Baker. Baker. Yeah. Maxine Baker. Yeah. I like to come up with Buddy Holly until I until I got it. All right, you Weezer fan, Buddy Holly, Holly. It's not Holly. No, Buddy Holly, Buddy Buddy Holly, Buddy Baker, Buddy Baker. Great comic name. Yeah. Um. So seeing Maxine and Ellen back, I'm like, oh, okay. I really, really like Jeff Lemire's Animal Man. Um. So him kind of being able to play with those characters, which I feel like he might have had a lot more to say with. Um. Because I think Animal Man just got the axe at one point. Yeah. So that that was exciting for me. And, and that alone was like, all right, you got me for the next issue. Because even with this one, I was just like, it's cool looking. There's some cool stuff in it. But you're right. It is very, it's a Swamp Thing book. And it's like, it's a Swamp Thing book not really telling me th- anything groundbreaking. You know what I mean? Like how many groundbreaking Swamp Thing books can we have? Well, I just like it's it's even less than that. It's it's the same, and especially it's, it's Alec Holland still. So like, yeah, yeah. 
and they tear him from peace to True, come that, fight that, that for, happen a lot yeah to come fight for humanity that constantly is destroying the planet so swamp thing's recurring theme is uh, a roommate that gets cer- unceremoniously waken up earlier than he expected yeah yeah it's like oh what huh what why what that's just his whole bit yeah. And then he just reacts from there. He's that, yeah, he's that Andy Samberg character. Oh, he woke up. <laughs> yeah, the teenager that woke up too early. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's Alec Holland for you. Um, I, I hope they can play with this family a little bit more. I mean, that's like one of the things that really got me into like Superman was like Superman had a family. There's different stakes involved there. So that kind of drew me to the character. Um, I don't think so. But man. like, honestly, with this, I'm like, man, I miss Levi, you know? <laughs> Like, oh, there's yeah. different stuff going on there. Yeah. This this feels almost like an old man swamp thing story. That's exactly what it is. It's old man swamp thing. You're right. And I it's exactly what I hate about old man stories. It it's quite literally um old man uh uh old man Constantine too, who is just stink. It's just modern day sting. Like I know that his his original design was pretty much sting, but like they they are literally photo referencing sting here. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't polar, know, man. polar pass. Keep in mind, it is a seven dollar book. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I would say I'm gonna read the next one. Have fun. But, Maybe I'll get it at the library. Yeah, but I don't know if I can recommend people picking this up by issue allegedly the next one's coming out in march so we'll we'll see what happens there which march yeah exactly <laughs> um but uh yeah we'll see i think as a collection this would be a fun little one-off like you know swamp thing story that'd be like easy to hand to someone be like oh you like swamp thing because that new movie just came out sure read this you know but um yeah we'll, we'll see. see we'll see uh and also hey, the- uh sorry yeah were you about to go to the next i book? i was you got something for this one no uh someone in the comments wants to know which ruth chris were you on uh i'm not answering that because that's doxing myself that's weird i'm not answering that (laughs) uh i was at this exact one at this exact time if you you know that's i'm not gonna say that that's too much let's talk about raining green stuff with uh dc universes lazarus planet dark fate number one Doom draws near. Um, so this is a tie-in book to that Lazarus planet event that was uh, spun out, but not fully from Batman versus Robin because that ser- that book hasn't even ended. It's a little confusing. Um, Isn't? No, I don't think five came out yet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, this is a weird event. You know, we talk about Sins of Sinister being uh, weirdly structured, um, but this one is also very weirdly structured as well, um, where these one-shots really just feel like, I don't know, they feel more like um, the Marvel uh, .1 issues. Remember those? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Yeah, I do, actually. Anthology books showing where the characters exist in the current continuity and it kind of springboards new characters into whatever book they, they go into. That's very specifically what this felt like. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's what kept 
coming to mind was like, this feels like DC throwing stuff at the wall. Let's see what sticks. Uh, uh, and yeah. yeah, I got to say a lot of it worked for me. I, I enjoyed this. This is my pick of the I, week out of, out of the four that yeah, we read. Same. Same. Um, I there was, uh, was very surprised how much the, I liked this. Every, I got to say every single story in this, the art was specifically different and specifically yep. good. <laughs> Um, yep. none of them looked the same. I think the only one that I was like, eh, on was the, uh, circuit breaker one because that name is shit. Um, but, <laughs> uh, even then I was like, oh, the art's very interesting. Um, yeah. And I, I think the character is interesting, but I'm not wholly sure what their deal is. Yeah. That's my thing too. Like, I don't know what the power set really means. You know, like, oh, yeah. okay. You can store are you a battery, you know, like. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's break these down one by one. So the first story is a Huntress story. It's uh, the this is the Helena Bertinelli. Um, yeah. Anytime I say oh, I say yeah, Huntress's name, I think I'm na- I'm saying like an '80s sitcom actress instead. But no. Uh, this is written by Tim Seeley with art by Valdemar Rivas, colors by Ivan Placencia, uh, Carlos Mangual on letters. Um, this is Huntress kind of working her way like raid style through uh, uh, Arkham Tower, um, which I will still not get used to the fact that Arkham is a tower now. Like that's just is weird that, to me. Is that where it moved after uh, or was rebuilt after it blew up from Fear State or whatever? Yeah, well, it was like the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, um, it's a giant weird. tower now. Which I guess it leads to cool bits like this, you know? It's yeah. Like, um, this I like Huntress a lot. Anytime there's like a Huntress book, I'm in. I, Huntress's uh, costume design is one of my favorites. I love yeah. her as a character because she's like, just I'll do what the fuck I want type, you know? Yeah. Um, she's kind of an outlier. She's an outsider to the Bat family that I really like. Um, it's been it's been a long time yeah. since she's been uh, it's featured in anything. Um, and then seeing her work through like Z-list Batman villains, I was like, hell yeah, yeah this is my kind of thing. Um, yeah. I thought it was fun. Uh, it, it's so the the premise is that uh, the premise for all of this is this Lazarus rain is kind of going across the globe, and if you get touched by it, you could potentially get superpowers. It's it's um, very Terrigen Mist sort of thing, um, where people who might not have powers suddenly have powers. People who had yeah. powers suddenly have different powers. Um, it's a or fine no you know line wide narrative device to spice things mm-hmm. up. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this, uh, Killer Moth gets a drip of, uh, of Lazarus juice on his face, um, which causes him to become uh, psychic? Telepath, That's, sort of? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, so it's her working through like these, these D-list villains that you know he started to control in, in Arkham Tower. Um, I like it. I, I thought this, this is a fun story. Uh, I love seeing new Batman rogues that I've never heard of before. Cause I like yeah. adding that to like my lexicon of things I know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why don't we see these ever? Yeah. Why don't I ever see the Corsair? You know, <laughs> although I was like, Oh, onomatopoeia. That's interesting. I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, in a while. Yeah. I, I don't pop for much. I pop for onomatopoeia. He was, it was cool. To you see a big, him. um, Kevin Smith, green arrow guy. Yeah. Really? Probably, probably my favorite green arrow never read it i'm a, I'm a big kevin smith hater I, I think i think green arrow is the one 
where he weirdly works. Uh, we should put that as a book club option thing. That could be fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I like I I like that's where I really like Kevin Smith. I can't get past uh, the Jorts. There well, listen. Yeah. You don't have to put that up with that here. But it's true. Yeah. Um but yeah, any any thoughts on this uh, first issue? I mean that first issue, first story in this issue. It uh it's a cool reintroduction to Hel- Helena Bartonelli and I uh, the huntress and I hope we see more of her and uh I I really like the way it shows how different she is from Batman in that yeah. she's willing to be uh, ruthless yeah although in 2023 like that's just Batman yeah, fair. Um, Especially if but, you're poor or mentally ill. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but she's the same in that she also knows not to kill. Yeah, and I think that the distinction she makes in, uh, about herself in this is like, oh, I grew up with crime, whereas Batman didn't. Yeah. Um, shows how I'm different. And it's why he is where, you know, he's cautious about me. You know, he yeah. doesn't fully yeah. trust me. And that that like Tim Seeley kind of uh, very simply made that that, you know, differentiation between the two in uh, like one line, really. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's you pretty much quickly got who the, diff- the differences between these two characters are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I she was in that um the new DCU or whatever they're calling it. You know, remember those like rainbow colors we had with like the characters in the backgrounds. Yeah. She yep. was in it with, I think, like Flatline and another bat woman character not batwoman but like a female bat character um so birds of prey maybe bring that back i don't know what the fuck you're doing oh, yeah that's sitting right sitting on yeah, a birds yeah. of prey not using them so cool. i'm uh, her being in this too is like all right uh hopefully good 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 signs are coming mm. um the second story we had in this let me see if i can find it here i believe it was the doom patrol story this is by by the actual um team that's doing the new doom patrol book coming out uh, i believe next month um, so uh, written by Dennis Culver, uh, drawn by Chris Burnham, and colors by Brian Raber, uh, letters by Steve Wands. Bro, Chris Burnham can draw Doom Patrol for the rest of my life, and I'm fine with it. I love Chris Burnham, and I love Doom Patrol. You know what? I actually had to adjust myself a little bit. It's a very jarring uh, art difference. His art. <laughs> yeah, especially after this Huntress story. Yeah. Um, the Huntress one's very, like almost house style comics you know yeah chris burnham for me is like he's almost like diet frank quietly i always uh describe chris burnham as frank quietly who had like a bad acid trip yeah yeah i find hmm, sometimes it works for me sometimes it doesn't i think mostly here it does um I felt like the beginning was rough, and I think that's simply because of the the placement following the the Hunter story. It was a jarring, just even not even just art. I think storyline wise, like oh, we're going to golfing now. It's like oh, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really like what uh uh what he did with the uh the tele the teleporting character. 
So that's Crazy Jane where well, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Flit, Flit, one of her Flit, personalities. I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like I like the way that happened, you know, her, her bamf, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was really cool. The design of it looks like – like an 80s mall, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is really cool. Uh, so I, when I read, especially comics, I don't hear the voices of the characters. I just read it. Um, Depends on the character. I thought, I didn't think that for myself. When I read this, I heard the actors from Doom Patrol in my head. <laughs> like, it, it like surprised me. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm hearing the guy who played, you know, uh, uh, you know, Larry Trainer in my head. I'm hearing the transatlantic accent of, uh, of Rita in this, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Brendan Fraser is like, I just hear him screaming in this. It's, yeah. it's weird how I'm hearing, like it, it surprised me, but I'm like, yeah, man, they're, I like how these characters have distinct character now, just trans media. That's like, all right, I think yeah. this is the time they have their own book. I think this is a great way to pull the trigger. Honestly. I hope it sticks. Me too, I man. Hope it sticks. Such good characters. Who, uh, who, who was on it? Chris Burnham and who, uh, the, our, the writer was Dennis Culver. Um, who I'm, I'm unfamiliar with. I've heard the name. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like I've heard the name. I'll look it up. Uh, but uh, Dark Ride. I guess he worked on Dark Ride. Oh, he. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I know who he is. He's one of Williams's uh, people. He helped um, write Justice League Incarnate, which was like that multiversity tie-in book with like mm -hmm. Captain Carrot. Um, so he helped kind of write that with Williamson, and I guess he worked with Williamson on Dark Ride as well. Um, okay, yeah, he's uh, got some credit right. to him. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything to say other than that. I thought it was a pretty straightforward story sure. that worked. But honestly, like, it, it it is a straightforward story in the sense that it's like Monster a Week sort of thing. It's like, uh, yeah. you know, this new weird oddity is being, you know, he's freaking out with his powers and he's trying to control himself. Meanwhile, the government wants to take control of him. It's very cookie cutter, you know, like. Yeah. But it works because they get to do that, but extra and extra weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's killer clown mushroom people in this, you know? Um, so yeah, I was I was into this. I really liked it. This got me really yeah. excited for the uh, Doom Patrol book coming up. And also yeah. the fact that they have like a uniform again. That's that cool. Is, it, it, you know, I love it. Good stuff. Yeah, it's good. Um, and the other, the next story was, I believe the next one was the... Um, the Eight Seconds of Still Force. This was by A.L. Kaplan, who I believe wrote and drew it, um, with letters oh. by Hassan Otsami Alau. Pardon, Hassan. Can't pronounce that last name. So. Uh, I, I, I think this character is very interesting. I, I yeah, I don't know what to feel about this. One. Yeah, but I but I don't know why. I I don't know what was going on. Yeah. They, they... I, 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 and I think that's sort of why I feel the way I do. I liked what happened. Yeah, I know what happened. I didn't know what was happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 No, I'm 100% with you. Uh, I'm curious to see what relationship this character is going to have with speedsters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my issue with this story is that the power set is not fully defined. Yeah. So it, it is somehow dealing with the turtles um still force, which is like the, the anti speed force. Yeah. But somehow 
it's also channeling other powers or it could store other powers. Store energy. Um, yeah, the fact that I can't really tell you what its power set is um, yeah. is my issue with it. You know, it wasn't clearly yeah. defined. Um, I thought the art was very good, though. It was very yeah. non-traditional art. I, I don't even really know how to explain it. Um, almost, it kind of reminds me like, this, oh, this person could be doing a, a YA young romance book. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got, uh, I, know, I know a lot of artists don't uh, like to be compared to other artists. So, you know, forgive me, but uh, I got Emma Rios vibes. Sure. No, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um, which I liked. Um, I th- I thought it was also interesting this character seemed to be a trans man. I believe so. There's one shot where you can see kind of top surgery scars. Yeah. And what I think is interesting is the costume seemed to have sort of a tribute to that uh, with uh, a oh, sort interesting. of yeah. red decoration sort of going right around the same uh, area as the the top surgery scars. Interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and it's got like Kirby crackle in it too. Um, yeah. Huh. I, I assume those could be like sequins or something, but I think they were expressly said they were sequins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't think that'll matter. I don't. I, well, I mean, I'm sure it'll matter, but well, um, we'll we'll know where the character goes. I think they say here that they uh, that Circuit Breaker, which uh, that is not a good name. I'm sorry. That's. I don't care much for the name of the character. Um, we can workshop that part. Sure. Sure. But uh, they will be showing in the DC Pride 2023 special, so mm. we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it's worth. I, I didn't like how aggro the um the, the Flash that showed up was. <laughs> uh, I forget her name. Uh, Flash of China, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, purple suit. Yeah. Um, so the the second story, I think, is the last story on this. Um, was the Envoy, which was a Alyssa Wong and. Haining as the artist with a uh, Sebastian Chang on colors. This is uh, the one with the character with the big sword. This is a big old and sword. Yeah. Cassandra Kane was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Batgirl. Yeah. This is great. So I assume we'll be talking about this on the show on Saturday, but DC did announce that they are doing these kind of, uh, uh, new, uh, they didn't say they're ongoing as or minis or whatever, but like these new character, mm. you know, uh, kind of, mainlining their own books coming up and they're all uh, Asian descent characters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This character has been announced as having her own book or, or their own book. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's kind of neat. It's kind of like a weird, like an, like a, an Asian Coco vibe with the spirit world going on here. Um, and mm-hmm. Cassandra Kane's in it. I think she's a little too talky in this book for Cassandra Kane. Um, but the fact that Cassandra Kane's in the book, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Manny says they're five issue minis. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is a great thing. We'll, we'll talk about that on Saturday, but I think it's a it's a great. Yeah, thing. yeah, uh, yeah. This was cool, man. Yeah, it was neat. I, 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 the it, it really leans into like um, the I believe believe it's Chinese folklore. Um, here with, uh, because yeah. they mentioned Cantonese and yeah stuff like that. So. Um, which I've been seeing a lot lately. I think we, we, we saw it in like the Dead Boy Detectives number one that we read not so long ago um, with, yeah. you know, ghosts there. Um, yeah. But there, that's just a lot of folklore that I'm unfamiliar with. 
that I am perfectly fine with becoming familiar with because it's cool. Yeah, there's something really refreshing about exploring that in particular. It's because we we get all this magic from all, mm-hmm. not even from all over the world. Because if we got it from all over the world, we would already have it. Yeah. Although you know Constantine I mean? like, shows him this goddamn book too. So, with but I liked him here because it doesn't feel familiar for Constantine. Fair. Um, and it felt I was comfortable with how uncomfortable he seemed. He was a little out of his depth. It's like a, a part of magic that he's unfamiliar with. Yeah. 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 What's your opinion on a teen hero carries big sword? Um, I go back and forth on teen hero, but big sword, big fan, big sword. You love big, big sword. sword, big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of Big Sword too, like Swordmaster, you know, when uh, yeah. Marvel, even though he's Iron Fist now, um, big fan. Um, in terms of uh, pull or, or pass on this, um, it's weird. It's more like I, I would say when these books come out, pull those books. Um, you know what? I, no, no, pull this book. It's a good sampler. It's like a, it's like an appetizer sampler from like a, an Applebee's. You get a little bit of everything, and all of it's like it's pretty good. Are all of the Lazarus Planet? books like this i guess so i have them all downloaded i haven't gotten to them hmm. um like, like i know flatline had an, uh, an issue like a story in it um so i don't know it's appealing now that i actually read one of them yeah yeah, yeah. this was cool you know power girl wow. has a story in one of them so. it must be then yeah it's gotta be yeah yeah this was cool um yeah i definitely say pull pick of the week yeah same for me um, there was a, a lot happening in this book, and uh, it's a, a, a cool combination of things from the past, but also uh, looking forward. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they all have the same format, says Manny and, and YouTube. Cool. Yeah. Might check these out this weekend then. Um, but while, while these books are looking forward, you know, okay, well, let's look forward ourselves. Oh. Next week, and what are what we're pulling next week? Uh, so for you, you wanted to pull something called Go Go Loser Ranger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is cool. This is, um, so this is the story of, um, a bad guy. Okay. Uh, he is, he would be the equivalent of a Power Rangers putty. Okay. He's a, he's a henchman, right? Um, and the, um, the Power Rangers, the Sentai team in this in this story, are um, I guess uh, Amazon's the boys ish. They're good guys, but then secretly they're actually bad guys. And this henchman gets fed up one day of like the arrangement and says, "I'm done. I'm gonna fight him." Uh, and so uh, I have the first two volumes. I just got them. Uh, for Christmas, it looks nice. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to get in. To this get is by uh, this is by Negi Haruba, who I guess is the creator of the quintessential quintuplets, which is a thing I I am familiar with. I've heard of that. Yes, I've heard yeah. it too. I went to an Alamo once, and like I was like, oh, what am I going to see? And like that was an option, and I almost did, but I didn't. Huh. Um, Interesting. 
But yeah, says, the, the solicits for the first volume is like, attention kaiju and sentai fans. So like, of course you'd fucking like this book. I'm a simple man. Right down your alley. Um, and then you also wanted to check out Blue Book, number one. Yeah, so this um, is a... Uh, a, a, a Tinian joint. A Tinian joint um, with uh, Michael Ivan Oming. Which I think is the more exciting part, honestly. Not for me. Oh, really? You're not a fan? Not a fan. Um, what I am a fan of is this is sort of uh, another branch of Tinian's um, weird tales, weird, true, supernatural tales uh, thing he's got going on. He does uh, Department of Truth, right? That's him? See, see. Yeah. Um, but this is like the stuff that supposedly really happened. Um, and this... Uh, 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 this story is um, the uh, – uh, where is it? The story of uh, the infamous Betty and Barney Hill story. Oh, they were I know couple, about this story. Yeah, they're the, a couple who were um, uh, abducted. They uh, were dri- driving yeah. along uh, – Interracial as well. Yeah, yeah, driving along the road, and uh, all of a sudden they see a bright light. And then they're missing time. Yeah, dude, I went to a uh, a paranormal and extraterrestrial uh, museum up near. It's near like um, uh, uh, Woodstock, New York, closer to like uh, which apparently is the extraterrestrial spotting uh, uh, capital of the East Coast. Um, okay. Real surprising there, Woodstock, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's a whole exhibit based on these two where you sit in the you sit in like they they have like a half cut off car that you can sit in and like experience like the lights and stuff and then you go into another section where you hear their um their i guess uh the recordings of them talking to doctors and police and stuff and like you can tell like something went wrong because these people are not lying it is honestly like bone chilling hearing the recordings yeah um because they are horrified of something um and it's it's fucking wild right now. It's not like there's things flying in the sky that we're shooting down lately either. So no, it's not real. I I uh, I I said this in a in our jeez uh, what was it our first Patreon? No, couldn't have been that one. Uh, one of the Patreons we did. Yeah. Um, I uh, grew up near Roswell, New Mexico, mm. and uh, suppo- supposedly my uh, my grandma was alive and in roswell new mexico that's where she grew up during the alien landings and she swore it happened and it was really? a real thing yeah 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 um i love but, shit like uh, that man i love that shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. have you have you ever listened to a podcast called uh, astonishing legends no but it sounds cool I, I I think I've talked about this this before as well. They have a killer set of episodes on the Mothman. Oh, dude, I love Mothman. I have a bumper sticker yeah. that says Mothman ate my ass at a Denny's. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> but it connects uh the Mothman uh with like the uh 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 the uh, the men in black and uh, injured cold and I think this dude department of the truth does the well, exact same thing 
I got to, I got the first volume somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah, the so, exact yeah, same connections yeah, are, are in Department of Truth too. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, interesting. Um, that that's I like I, I like o, uh, Avon Oming too. So like, you know, take it or leave it. Really, with it. his art's very uh, singular. You know. Yeah. Um. So I had to get rid of all the other palace pulls because they ain't here. But I'm pulling you Batman One Bad Day Clayface number one. This is by uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing with art by Zermonico. Um, I just want a good Clayface story, guys. That's not asking for much. You know, like, all I want. You know, Basil Carlo's a cool dude. You know, there's so many. There's, I have like a good story for Basil Carlo in my head. So I'm trying to see if somebody else can do it, you know? But uh, that mm. should be. I, I, the thing is, like, I have not really liked the other. You know, one bad day book, so kind of cautious have, about this. But yeah, don't have high hopes. We'll I saw uh I saw an ad for this that said like uh, in paper, was, like what, what kind of ad? Uh well it was in it was in the books. Okay. It must have been in Lazarus Planet. Um, but it said uh, it said something to the effect of um uh giving the villains their best ever stories as opposed to the uh, uh oh having uh, a one bad day like uh like killing yes. joke they, they've changed the marketing around it i think so interesting i still don't really necessarily agree with that either <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah so and then the other book i wanted to check out was uh carnage number 10 by uh rom v um and uh i believe francesco mana on this um this carnage book is weird dude um, Are you, have you kept up with it yeah yeah so the way the way my books are digitally like i have them alphabetically sorted so like the stuff i've caught up on is like higher up in the alphabet so like i got avengers right. i got spider-man i got carnage done um i just got i'm in like the f area right now um but Dude, it's it's Carnage and uh 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 uh, geez, what's uh Clayton? No, Cletus Cassidy. They've become yeah. like separated, and they each have their own host that they're kind of guiding, and they're on Niflheim. They're going throughout the nine realms, and it is huh. weird. Um, and it's not something I expected to ever really happen with Carnage. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's still at its core a detective trying to catch a serial killer. Um. It's 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 mm. bonkers in a fun way. Um, it's not super heavy like a lot of Rombie stuff. It's not really trying to tell me anything. Um, it's more like Space Dexter, really. <laughs> so it is cool kind of <laughs> seeing like okay. Rombie just do something that's a little like, sure, there's some parts of it that like get into like, what does it mean to be like, you know, a detective or like, you know, the serial killer stuff but, like it's a lot more. And I mean, this lovingly a lot more dumb, and a lot more fun. Um, yeah than yeah. a lot of the other around me, the stuff that I'm reading, which like, honestly, a carnage book. I don't want that, you know, yeah. just give me him killing shit. So yeah, I think he takes one of like the Fenris puppies or like the, the, the sons of Fenris and makes it like a, a symbiote carnage thing too. So it's like mm. cool stuff like that. Um, yeah. And they're leading into the null stuff now too. So, um, mm. yeah, I'd recommend this. It's fun. Good looking. Um, that, but yeah. uh, that ad says, uh, the seventh of eight 64 page Prestige format special starring a, the Dark Knight's yo, worst enemies in their best stories yet. You need to hire a new copywriter. That is a mouthful. <laughs> that it does not flow at all. Um, but those are our pals bulls. And you know, hopefully next week 
we'll have everyone. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> There's no other movie that Sean has to see on a Thursday, right? I mean, listen, it's What's Marvel. Your... I have no Marvel idea when Shazam comes out. So I don't. <laughs> Every time I see a commercial for that, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming out like imminently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, um, talk, uh, we'll see you on Saturday at, at 10 to 15 a.m. Eastern time. Um, and listen, y'all, we got news this week. Oh, you're your big news. No, it's not for you. It's something that very much interests you that's coming out. Yeah. But yeah. also, we skipped all the news last week. So that's don't true. even think. <laughs> yeah. We forgot. We didn't forget nothing. I forget a lot. I drink to forget. Sean doesn't forget. Dude, that guy's brain is like a trap. He's like an elephant. Yeah. Never forgets, never forgives. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see you Saturday, guys. Um, uh, we don't need to do plugs at this part, right? I don't have to do that. Whatever. Not I did, personal I did ones. plugs. Yeah. I did plugs without even like messing it up for one. So. Well, tell the people where you can find the show. Uh, there. Damn it, I pointed the wrong direction again. God, there. In, in the, this is great for audio. Uh, at the Comics Pals on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Twitch, and at patreon.com slash the Comics Pals. Uh, where you can get drunk with me, so. Don't forget, we got that cool new, uh, Comics Versus yes, video yes. on YouTube. Um, and we'll have, uh, the Ant-Man thing on uh on uh on uh on, on monday monday yeah yeah what should we stream that live we'll talk about that you know yeah. all right all right well uh we'll see you guys saturday bye-bye see ya saturday